Well, jump in the water and catch a wave. It's time to ride the pipeline, the sales pipeline. With Matt Hines from Hines Marketing. Somewhere traveling in the world. Where are you surfing today? <laughs> There's not a whole lot of surfing going on in um, uh, Midtown Manhattan. Oh, okay. much. Um, not that it's, you know, it's just, you know, we're not we're nowhere near the surf. It's uh, it's actually a pretty nice day. Yesterday was gorgeous. Today's pretty nice, a little humid, but uh, always fun to be in New York City. Uh, always fun to go home, which I will finally get to do tomorrow. But, ah, uh, and where, where's yeah. home? Boston or someplace? Or? No, home is Seattle. I got to go all the way back across the country. Oh, that's right. The uh, the coveted seven a.m. flight out of uh, out of, out of New York. <laughs> Better you than me. <laughs> so, someone's got to do it, right? right? But uh, no, excited to be here. Thanks everyone for joining us for another episode of Sales Pipeline Radio. Really excited and humbled to have you here. It's it's like I said before. It's so exciting to see uh, our listeners grow both in the live uh, like a program that we're doing here today every week Thursday at two thirty Eastern, eleven thirty Pacific, uh, but also on our podcast. Uh, their subscribers continue to grow both on iTunes Store. You can download us. You can find us on Google Play. Uh, we've got a lot of great past guests, a lot of good episodes to catch up on. Boy, it feels like we were just talking about the end of Q1, and here we are almost at the end of the second quarter of 2016. I can tell you, uh, you know, as a business owner and uh, talk to a lot of uh, VPs of sales, it is time to feel the terror, as many VPs of sales say, you know, feel the terror at the end of the month, end of the quarter. Hopefully you've got marketing counterparts that are feeling the terror as well. If they are, it means you've got some alignment between what you're doing uh, across sales and marketing. And excited, particularly for our guest today, uh, we've got Cedric Hill, who's the author of Expert Selling, A Blueprint to Accelerate Sales Success. And not only is this a good book, and it's a, I encourage any sales leader, sales professional to read it, but I thought at the end of the month, at the end of the quarter, when it's particularly important as a salesperson to keep a level head, to have a strong mental game, not only to bring those deals in, but to keep yourself focused, uh, you know, I know in talking to a lot of salespeople and having experiences firsthand, it's easy to start to feel the terror, feel the anxiety and let that kind of drive you and take you to a place that you don't want to go. So the mental side of sales, we're going to talk an awful lot about today and very excited to have uh, our guest sales expert, sales trainer, Cedric Hill with us today. Cedric, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you very much, Matt, for having me here. And uh, I'm excited to uh join this wonderful program. I've been uh, following a lot of your uh, shows uh, recently, and I'm uh, very impressed and uh, happy to be a part. Oh, well, thank you very much. Listen, listen to that pause. Pretty good. We, we, we <laughs> wow. We'll keep him on. <laughs> we'll bring him be, back. He's going to be on every week from now on. <laughs> yeah. uh, Cedric, you can find more about Cedric uh, online. I definitely encourage you to go to sales-blueprint.com to learn about Cedric, his team, and his programs. But you know, before we get into the book, Cedric, I wanted to talk about your unique approach because you spend a lot of time I'm talking about the mental side of selling, and and I want to talk afterward about sort of how your book is different and really more of a blueprint than a than a, a um, than uh, what than, than what you see a lot of sales books. But first, talk a little bit about you know how do you approach sales training and the mental side of sales preparedness and success? Yeah. So and and you know in my years of of working in the sales field, Matt, you know, 25 years, corporate, you know, sales, and and then in the training and development arena. I've really learned a whole lot about what really makes the difference. You know, we all have to move from that sort of baseline of, of coming into sales to, you know, moving to competency. But what happens from there really is very different in terms of the same type of uh, development path. I started uh, really looking into this a few years ago, not only in the field of selling, but really in 
virtually all of the the major fields and domains out there, whether you know medicine, music, and it boils down to the the mind, right? What's between the ears? That cognitive skill development, really, what takes you to that next level. And so, I've tried to really sort of set up my consulting business and working with my clients to really hone in on that because when I looked around, there's really not a whole lot out there that really focuses on that yet. This information is really what moves people to that next level through becoming good at something to a journeyman to that expertise level. We're talking with Cedric Hill today, who is a uh, sales trainer, uh, sales expert, and the author of Expert Selling, a Blueprint to Accelerate Sales Success. And since you focus so much on the cognitive side of selling, I always wondered why more sales teams don't put a focus on this in their training. We tend to do a lot of product training. We do company training. We do objection handling. We do various sales skills. But why do you think more companies don't put a focus on the mental side of selling? That's a great question, and uh, I, I sort of asked myself that same question, and there's lots of answers to it, one of which, though, is interesting. When you look at sales training, for example, the whole model is sort of based off of either a department within a corporation, right, that provides training to salespeople, or many use a combination of outside training sources. And so think about that. The idea is everybody in those roles want to have more, you know, training because that's how they keep their job and that's how they make their their mark. And so unfortunately in the internal corporate structure for many, you know, too often what happens is they're focused on what we call butts and seats, just getting more people in the in the room to deliver training and you know, everybody's done their job, uh, so to speak. So the challenge with is that you don't really drill down to the individual level. It does work. I'm not suggesting that you know, organizational training is not of value, but it has a place, right, when you look at the goals of moving organizational performance forward. But once someone reaches that advanced level of selling, typically the research, science, and everything else that you can apply even your own experiences, you really learn through implicit, more indirect type of learning through your experiences, most of the time we sort of leave that to chance and say, well, you know, that just has to happen over 20, 30 years and people get the experience. But uh, what I've found is you can actually set the conditions, right, for uh, that type of implicit learning and accelerate that process uh, significantly. And the book tries to lay out that process um, so that people can, you know, see where they are and move forward. And speaking of layout, I mean, this is not a typical sales book. Like I'm used to reading, and you probably are as well, reading books about sales and sales strategy that are really sort of a, it sort of reads like a thesis paper. It's sort of like, it, here's the strategy, here's the overall approach you should take. And that's fine and good, but I think too often, you know, sales marketing business books kind of leave me, leave you wanting for, okay, how do I do this? You know, yeah. you call this a blueprint, and the book very much is a blueprint. Talk a little bit about how that's different and how the book is set up to help people sort of immediately start to operationalize the strategies that you uh, that you that you employ here. If you think about the traditional model of development that we we kind of follow, it's really what we call a behavioral skills model. So we look at these sort of big skills such as for example presentations or learning how to handle objections and some of those other types of major behavioral skills. 
those, again, have a place, and you need to be able to develop those skill sets. And most of us do, right, within those first few years of, of professional development. The challenge is what happens after that, right? And I think what happens is we sort of reach that point of arrested development, right, kind of like driving when you're kid and you first get your license, you're really excited about practicing and learning to drive, right? But after we get the license, we kind of just cruise on for 30, 40, 50 years of driving with not a whole lot of additional development, right? And I use that analogy actually in the book because it's a really great analogy to think about this development over time because if you think about how we approach our profession in selling, once we get through those sort of basic competencies, to move to that next level, we really need to really get inside of our, our mind and how we store information, what we call tacit knowledge, and then how quickly can we access that information. A lot of science and research out there really pulls that out in terms of differentiating expert performers from good performers or novices. And so in most cases, the level of information and knowledge is about the same, Matt, but the experts are able to access it faster and more mm -hmm. accurately. So the idea is, you know, how do you get to that? How do you, you develop your mind, okay, along with those other skills that we need as uh, the basic part of selling? So the book is, is written with a focus on the sales professional. But as I read this, I mean, I, I, mean, I, I consider myself, I mean, you know, we do work in sales, but I consider myself really more of a marketer at heart. But it spoke directly to me. It spoke to the way that I sort of manage my day. It's, you know, I'm thinking about situations in front of prospects and clients myself. I'm thinking about just sitting in meetings and trying to sort of keep my mind as sharp as possible so that I'm able to sort of more precisely get to the message I want to be persuasive, to be confident and focused. Have you heard from people outside of sales that have been using this book and using the, the, the blueprint within it to sort of focus their mind as well? Absolutely. I'm glad you said that. In the second chapter particularly, I'm sorry, the second section, right, which is uh, chapters uh, five through eight, we really get into this notion of persuasive communication. And when you think about it, the reason I get into that is, again, you notice I keep talking about research and science. This book is really formed and really draws from a lot of research and science, I wanted to make sure that I didn't just solely offer my personal experiences, which I do have quite a bit of, of experience, and, and that's a positive thing. What I wanted to do was converge that with, okay, what is the the empirical research show? And so I did that, and, and a lot of what you see in business, the sort of window of expert advantage, in other words, what makes the difference between that expert and somebody just being good or competent is really being an expert in communication. And so then communication is a big word. You say, okay, what parts of communication matter the most? So we lay out the six essentials of persuasive communication, and you're right. I mean, when you start looking at that, we sell or we persuade in virtually all that we do, whether, you know, in selling, a business owner, in the training and development field, it's really a lot of persuading and, and communication that is the difference between being successful and less successful. And so the book really lays out how do you really understand what specific aspects of communication really make a meaningful difference, and then more specifically, how can you develop those areas to really communicate more effectively in your work and persuade you know more 
decisively. Uh, speaking today on Sales Pipeline Radio with Cedric Hill, who's the author of Expert Selling, A Blueprint to Accelerate Sales Success. And uh, although this book seems to be, you know, appears to be written for sales, I, as we were just talking about, I'd highly encourage you, if you're in marketing, if you're in business development, if you're in any kind of role that requires uh, persuasion and focus uh, and to be at the top of your game, I recommend you read this. You know, another you know group of people that are listening, if you're in marketing, if you're doing anything in the written format, this isn't just about getting in front of people in the room on the phone. The seller mindset is not just about the seller. It's very much about the buyer as well. So if you are in a selling environment, if you're doing anything that is communicating with prospective buyers on the sales or marketing side, definitely encourage you to check the book out. You can go to find it on Amazon for sure. Also learn more about Cedric. Learn more about the book at salesblueprint.com. That's sales-blueprint.com. We'll be back after some commercials with a lot more with Cedric. We'll talk about what's coming up a little further in Sales Pipeline Radio. Stay tuned. We'll be back to Sales Pipeline Radio. Whether you're producing a seminar series, user's conference, lunch and learn, or exhibiting at a trade show, Validar has a solution. From capturing leads at trade shows to managing on-site registration, tracking session attendance, gathering information, and providing sponsors lead retrieval, we have a full suite of solutions for you. Since 2005, Validar has been turning corporate events and trade shows into better business. Call 888-784-2929 or visit us at Validar.com. You know, in a world where the speed of innovation and change in B2B marketing has never been greater, the only thing bigger is the need for clarity, for a blueprint, for a guide to what's really working and how to make it apply specifically to increase sales pipeline growth, velocity, and conversion. That's what you'll find in the Modern Marketer's Field Guide, something you should have in your back pocket right now. If you don't, you can download it for free at HeinzMarketing.com. That's H-E-I-N-Z Marketing.com. It encompasses the entire sales and marketing pipeline, but in quick bursts with lots of specific, actionable ideas and strategies and tactics, you can put to work right away. Like today, the loaded table of contents helps you narrow in and tackle a problem. Some, maybe something you're looking at right now on your desk, right in front of you as you're listening to this. It's also there as a resource that you can come back when you need something new to inspire you, to open your eyes, to give you some task or idea to do next. It's all that and more, and it's waiting for you free. The Modern Marketer's Field Guide at HeinzMarketing.com. That's H-E-I-N-Z Marketing. Dot com. All right, I'll tell you what else is waiting is Matt Hines and the rest of the interview. That's right. Thanks very much. Welcome back to Sales Pipeline Radio. If you like what you're hearing today, we are going to have a full replay of our conversation with Cedric Hill on salespipelineradio.com. Every episode of Sales Pipeline Radio is available there. You can find a transcript of our conversation in about a week on heinzmarketing.com on our blog. And if you're not following us on uh, iTunes or on Google Play, definitely check us out there as well. Uh, amazing past guests, having a good conversation today. In the weeks ahead, we've got some more great uh, people that will be joining the show as we get into Q3, the second half of the year. Unbelievable. We are we are passing the hump day of the year here next week. In August, or excuse me, in July, we'll be featuring Ardeth Cleese, who was the recent author of a book called Spinach in Your Boss's Teeth. She is an expert at a, a business etiquette. If you are doing anything customer-facing, inside sales teams, phone-based teams, she's got a lot of great insights she's going to share with us. Also, be featuring Steve Richard, who is the co-founder of Voresight. He has been doing a series of uh, online events called Call Camps, where he literally will take a live call or a recorded call and have a series of, of uh, sales coaches that will uh, critique and break down that call, 
what's good, what's bad, what could be done differently. So uh, look forward to hearing Steve. He is an expert on inside sales. He's an expert on just helping improve performance of sales teams. So got the artist Steve and a lot more coming up on Sales by Pryneal. But today we got a lot more with Cedric Hill, who's the author of Expert Selling. And Cedric, you know, you've I really like a lot of what you've written. The book is fantastic. Your approach to the mental side of sales is great. Who are some of the people that you have learned from and even continue to learn from? Who are some of the inspirations and people or books that you've read that you'd recommend other people develop as part of their sort of mental foundation of, of sales education? That's a hard question because there's so many. I mean, I, I, I really consider myself more of a learner, a person that, that is so interested in selling from a developmental standpoint that sometimes I forget I uh, also help uh, train people and and so forth but I had a couple of very strong endorsers of the book Brian Tracy which is you know really one of my heroes I've learned from Brian for many many years you know we all know him as a, a sales legend but the things that he really talks about in his messaging and selling and just really in success to me, are so central to success. If you really look at a lot of Brian's work, he talks a lot about the, the mind and the psychology. In fact, he wrote the book way back 20 years ago, The Psychology of Selling, which is one, a very pivotal book for me in my career. Well, a lot of Brian's work is really, really key. I've got several mentors that have really made a, a major difference for me along the way in my development, one of which, Ben Wiley, I talk about in the book, my first sales job, I was a, a young green salesperson trying to find my way, and I watched this this sales call that really changed my life with Ben working with a client. I learned that day and from that day forward, you can actually smile and say no. <laughs> right? That's what uh, I learned uh, mostly from him in terms of your posture really matters in the sales process. And, and so many more, Matt, that uh, I can't name them all, but I, I think the main thing uh, is that we really need to connect, and, and that's what's so exciting about your your audiences. They obviously value learning and development and getting the, the scoop as to what's out there. The last thing I'd say on that is when I started doing this research on the book, which was really several years prior to starting to write the book, I started running into this body of research around expertise and period performance. And there's uh, several very prominent professors out there in the academic world that have written a lot of great information and pulled a lot of wonderful research on what really makes the difference between people that are highly successful and, and others. And when I started looking at that, I was amazed. and I, I sort of was looking around going, other fields have really employed this type of information into their profession, but in selling, we really had not. And I was very stunned by that. Uh, and I started to think about, well, why not? And so I called these people up, Dr. Erickson, which is probably the world's leading expert on, guess what, expertise. <laughs> called him up, Florida <laughs> State University, and I was amazed at how interested he was in not only other domains like selling and business, using his information, his, his research, but he was really focused on any type of domain or, or uh, industry that wants to to really take this information and, and really apply it. And so I found others like that that had, had done that with business, what we call natural settings research. And it's amazing. And I, I was just sitting there going, why aren't we using this information? So a big part of my drive for the book was to really bring a lot of this information into the selling profession, into the business world as a whole. we got Cedric Hill today. This is great stuff. The author of Expert Selling, A Blueprint to Accelerate Sales. Excellence. You can find it on Amazon. You can check them out at sales-blueprint.com. There's a difference, though, between sort of mentally preparing 
for what you've got to go do and then being able to stick with that when you're in the heart of it. And so I think about either preparing for a show like this or preparing like I literally am going to leave this show and I'm you know, presenting at an event here in New York later today. Being able to proactively prepare for what you're doing and then there's having the mental ability to react to what happens. The philosopher poet Mike Tyson, I think, famously said, everyone has a plan until they get punched in the mouth. Right. So hopefully, well, actually, if you're in sales, you probably do, you know, metaphorically feel like you get punched in the mouth a lot. But like what happens when you like, you know, you get into um you know, a sales situation, you get into whether it's a live call, you know, phone call, live interaction. I mean, it, it becomes a little bit of improv, right? Where, you know, you're reacting to what the prospect says, to what the environment puts in front of you. What are some skills that can help people maintain their mental edge, even if it's not adversarial situations, just when they're faced yeah. with unpredictable responses to their preparation? Yes, that, that is wonderful, and, and there's a couple of things with that that I'll, I'll share. One is what we call this, this situation selling. There's actually a chapter in the book that talks about this, and one of the sort of uh, other advantages that experts seem to excel in is this idea of situational uh, knowledge, right? So a certain situation sort of arises, and usually we're all sort of caught off guard with that, right? But the expert can sort of navigate through that better and differently. What we find is the reason they're able to do so, and I, I share the, the story in the book about the famous captain that landed the Airbus on the Hudson River. We all remember that a few years ago. Yeah. And uh, he was an expert pilot. But he'd never, of course, practiced landing a plane on the on a river or a body of water. The reason he was so successful, though, in doing that is that he was an expert and he practiced different situations. So the mere idea of preparing for situations actually sort of is the mental muscle memory, right, that you develop your mind into preparing for. And then when those opportunities come up, again, you're able to access knowledge faster and more accurately. And so it's just a, a focus. We In the book, I call it attentionality, right? By thinking about thinking, okay, you're mm -hmm. actually preparing your mind to perform better in those situations. You know, we, we think of selling as mostly telling and then the, the buyer makes the decision, but think about communication. You're making decisions throughout that process. They're happening in milliseconds, right? And so you really can train your mind, and we talk about that a lot in the book, how you can slow down that mental process by learning to actively listen, by working on what we call perceptiveness. That's the idea of interpreting, right? accurately what your buyer, what the, the other person is saying, the message that they're trying to get across, and then adapting, right, the proper response. As long as it just took me to say that five or six seconds, it's happening in milliseconds as you're engaging. And so you really want to think about that so that you can really get better, right, at that sort of process that's happening. That's the mental aspects of communication. Well, it feels like a lot comes down to preparation and practice as well. I mean, I, I assume you're probably not telling people, read my book and you got it all figured out and you're just going to be great at it. But this, this does really take a level of practice, some discipline. Absolutely. Um, you know, I, it bothers me that a lot of sales teams will get a new set of messaging or get a new approach and then the sales manager will throw them right back on the phone, right? Without any right. practice that breeds comfortability and familiarity, which breeds confidence yes. in what you're about to say and your ability to tackle those different situations. That's so true, Matt. And, and uh, you know, in fact, I couldn't say that, you know, yeah, you can just go do this stuff uh, with, and be real true to the research. What they find in expertise is that in practice, culture, 
industries, meaning music, right, you know, sports, uh, you know, uh, medicine, where you really practice, right, and then you go off and you perform, like in a game in sports, for example. There's something called deliberate practice that really Dr. Erickson from Florida State that I mentioned earlier, he has really excel this amount of research, this body of research, and really it shows this certain type of practice. It's not just practice. It's this specific practice, Matt, that's really focused on exceeding your current level of performance, right? So it's, it's progressive. Then there's other scientists that have been doing this for naturalistic settings like business. And so we don't have a practice culture in business, although we still need to practice, to your point. But there, there are different things that we can do through our actual routine work, right, that allows us to still take work and use them as learning opportunities. And in the book, there's two uh, programs or two methods that I I lay out. One is performance-based learning, science-based activities that you can do as you do your work that helps you develop your mind in the same context. So you're doing the work as you do. You you still have to make the calls. You still have to go out and qualify and and do your presentations. But the way you're thinking about doing that changes, right? And then so as a result, you're accelerating or speeding up that mind development that happens as you are building those experiences. Absolutely. Well, I want to thank our guest today, Cedric Hill, who is the author of Expert Selling. You can find more about him at sales-blueprint.com. So many great insights. I always feel like these interviews roll by so quickly and hard to capture everything. So if you want to hear a replay of Cedric's comments today, you can check those out in a couple of days at salespipelineradio.com. We'll have a transcript of the conversation uh, up on HeinzMarketing.com as well. Join us next week. It is the literal last day of the month, the last day of the quarter, so we thought it was the perfect time. Next week we'll be covering the way that you can internally do a mid-year pipeline performance health check. We're going to cover seven different areas of your sales and marketing uh, uh, sales and marketing execution that you should be looking at to make sure they are fine-tuned and ready to hit the ground running beginning of July, beginning of Q3 to hit the end of the year. Uh, great. So look forward to that next week. Got some great guests coming up in July and August. Make sure you keep listening. Find us on iTunes and the Google Play. Boy, that's it. We are out of time. It's time to stop surfing, Paul. Thanks very much, everyone, for joining us today. Sales Pipeline Radio. Well, you can come back again next week and ride the waves with Matt Hines and Hines Marketing here on Sales Pipeline.